The following is a presentation of Amarillo Fellowship, a community dedicated to spreading the love and hope of Christ. For more information and other podcasts, visit AmarilloFellowship.com. Well, as you can tell, probably, I am pretty excited about what I'm speaking on today. Over the past several weeks, um, we have been in a series of Father's Love. And if you've not had the opportunity to hear all the messages, I want to encourage you to go back to the podcast, which is you can get on our app, Amarillo Fellowship app, or online. These messages have been so awesome. Pastor Richie started this series on Father's Day talking about the prodigal son, and he continued diving deeper into the meaning of the, par- of the parable over the past couple of weeks. And it has been really powerful. The, I have written so many notes and just thought about what he has said over the last couple of weeks. Understanding the father's extravagant love for his children, how much he loves to lavish his love on us. A few weeks before, um, during this series, Pastor Stephanie also talked about and gave her testimony about having, growing up with an abusive father. Now, we had all kinds of testimonies. We were out of town on our vacation when she spoke, and we've had all kinds of people telling us just how anointed that message was and how it ministered to them. So, Pastor Stephanie, great job. Thank you so much. You know, when you just share what God's done in your life, it touches people. And um, I know a lot of you were really ministered to by, uh, by that. And today I'm going to conclude the series by t- talking a little bit about my own background and what God has done in my life um, over the past several years, especially by re- con- revealing God's love in my life in a deeper way. The Lord continues to reveal to me the more that I believe and receive his love in my life, the more deeply rooted I am in his love the more stable I am in life in general. I'm not as easily knocked down when the storms or things that come my way, um, I'm not as easily knocked down when those things happen. And guess what? They are going to happen. (laughs) This is 2 Corinthians. I want to read this scripture. 2 Corinthians 4, 7 through 9 says this. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but we're not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. Skip down to verse 18. It says, therefore, do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. all. So we fix our eyes on what is unseen, what is seen, but what is unseen. Not on what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary. What is seen, what is unseen is eternal. When we are deeply rooted in Jesus' love for us, that level of trust begins to grow and we begin to operate in greater levels of trust in our lives. There is a security and a rest when we really know how much he loves us. And it's, you know, we can, I think of it this way. We know with our mind, right? Yes, Jesus loves me, right? We know that and we'll say it all day long. But when it goes from here to here, is when it changes. Because there's a difference in knowing something in your mind 
in the knowledge, and there's a whole different thing when it goes from our head into our heart. And that's the transformation. For many years, I knew that God loved me in my mind, but until, my, until it went from my head to, into my heart, I truly did not believe it. And do you know how I didn't, I, I didn't believe it? It was because of the way that I responded and the, my actions did not show that I was truly trusting in God because every time a situation would come my way, guess who's totally freaking out? That's me. Oh, everything's okay. So, yeah, as, soon, as long as everything's working and everything's going and all the bills are paid and the kids are all good and all that kind of stuff, yeah, everything's okay. I'm, yes, I'm loving God. I'm believing that he loves me. But the moment a crisis comes into my life, I was having a meltdown. Anybody relate to that? Okay, so that's how we know when we really don't believe something. In fact, I, this is so funny. Even today, I'm walking something out right now. <laughs> right now. <sighs> like today. What happened was, okay, so we bought my son this really awesome iWatch for graduation. He's already bowing his head right now. And... He had it on yesterday, um, and we can't find it. It has been misplaced. Now, that's not a tragedy or a thing, but, man, that was a nice gift that we gave our son for graduation, and it has disappeared into the abyss. We have no idea where it's at. We've turned every chair over. We have done everything we know to do. But today, this morning, I was driving to church, and I said, Okay, Lord, let me tell you what I'm going to do. I just declare right now that I believe you're going to let this watch show up somewhere. And I said, I don't care if it's in the natural or the supernatural. You can make this watch turn up somewhere. Because, Lord, you know where it's at. You know exactly where it's at. We just hope it's not in the dog. <laughs> That's my only concern. If it is, we'll see a big white band and we'll <laughs> dig it out. <laughs> no, but hey, a couple of months ago, my, my wedding ring went missing. I found it out in the dirt in my side yard. And so I declared this morning to the Lord, Lord, you showed me exactly where my red wedding ring is. You care about this stuff, so you can show me exactly where it's at. Well, when we understand from our heart, we're going to know that the, the Father truly loves us, and he has our best interest in mind, that he will never leave us. He will never forsake us. Ephesians three seventeen says this, and I pray that you being rooted and established in what? No. I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have the power together with all the saints to grasp how wide, how long, how high, and how deep is the love of Christ. Right? So it, he wants us established and rooted in love. Why? He, so we can actually understand how deep, how wide, how high, how long is the love of our God, that we may be filled to the measure, to the fullness of God. God doesn't want to have us having a tank that's half empty. He wants us all the way filled up, overflowing, so that we are a blessing to everybody that we come in contact with. 
when we get to this a level of understanding and we, as we continue to grow in our understanding of God's love, that's when fears begin to fall away that we've been carrying all of our life. There's some things that you've walked around with carrying and you're like, you know what, this is, I'm just going to have to live like this. God says you don't have to live like this. I had a spirit of fear that tormented me from the time I was a little girl to the, I was about 22. And I, God supernaturally delivered me from a spirit of fear. But I mean, it was, it was, it was horrible. My mom can attest to this. It was just horrible. God does not want to leave us in our situation. I could have thought, well, you know what? I'm just going to have to live with this the rest of my life. But God says, no, there's a greater plan for your life. You don't have to live with the spirit of fear. So that's when all the fears begin to fall off of our life. That's when hopelessness fades away. That's when depression cannot stay. That's when our hearts get healed from all the past wounds in our life. And that's when we can forgive those who've hurt us in the past. When you start believing fully and completely that God loves you and you start receiving his love, even when something unexpected hits you, a trial, a difficulty, a situation, a relationship issue, when that hits you, you realize, you, you, you automatically go to, instead of going, oh my gosh, and go into panic mode, you go to, you know what? God's got this. He's going to take care of it. He's going to take me all the way through it. It doesn't look good on the na- in the natural, but in the supernatural, God's already got it taken care of. He's already got the finances to bring in what we need to, to purchase a building. When we were on Western, it looked impossible for us to move from that building to this building. But God knew what it was that we needed, and he made the provision for that. He will bring you on the other side of victory. And this past week, I had a little situation that happened in, and, um, just in my life, and I was just, my mind was just racing 1,000 miles an hour, and I couldn't sleep. I was up to like 3.30 in the morning, and I was just trying to figure out, how is this situation going to work out? What do I need to do? How can I fix it? And immediately, I went to my notes, and the Lord was like, why don't you like read what you already wrote down? So I went and I read this to myself. And do you know I had to read that to myself like four or five times? And I was like, hey, I thought I really believed this. (laughs) And the Lord reminded me, this is a constant journey with him. Sometimes we don't know something's going to, you know, something that unexpected comes. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm in panic mode. But let me tell you something. God already knew how it was going to turn out. And at the end of the day, I I decided to just completely turn it over to him. My joy came back. I was happy. I didn't know how the situation was going to turn out. But I said, you know what, God? I know that, you know what? You're going to turn everything that the enemy means for bad. And you're going to turn around it for my good and for his glory. No matter what. No matter what it looks like, God's bigger. God is bigger. So there is a security, there is a confidence, there is a strength from receiving God's perfect love in your life. Now, many of you know my dad. I'm going to throw a picture of him up here today. You guys got that picture of my dad? There's my dad. (laughs) Now, my dad is normally here every Sunday opening the door and making sure everybody feels welcome. And let me just say, I love my dad. My dad rocks. And my dad grew up in a family where their expression of love was to pick at you, to give you a hard time. Anybody relate to that? (laughs) And I mean, growing up, I was like, I don't understand this. I don't get it. (laughs) But I've come to understand that all my dad's family, that was their way of saying, I love you. Right, Uncle Orville? (laughs) One of my dad's brothers is here this morning. (laughs) 
And I, really on the inside, they are just big old teddy bears. Just big old teddy bears. And they just, they really do love you. Well, um, growing up, I never, ever, ever remember a time that I didn't absolutely, without a doubt, know that my daddy totally and completely, unreservedly loved me. And without hesitation, he was going to do whatever it took to take care of us, to protect us with his own life if it was necessary. I remember a time when I was probably about 10 years old and my friend and I, Denise, walked, we got to walk around the block. When I say we got, got to walk around the block, that was because my mom was extremely protective of us and to even let us out of her sight was a big, big deal. So we got to walk around the block. <laughs> and so we were walking around the block and we we're coming around the, the, the one side and we're about four houses down from where we lived. And um, there was an elderly man sitting on a, a, like a rocking chair on his little porch. And we just waved at him and we were talking. And so he waved back and he kind of waved at us to come by. So we went over there. We're like, oh, we'll go just talk to this nice elderly man. So we walked over there just to go say hi. And we talked to him for a second. And then he asked us a very inappropriate question, which I can't actually say on stage here today. But he asked us a very inappropriate question. And I had no idea what it even was. I didn't even know what he was saying. I was completely oblivious. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. You know, so I walked home. <laughs> Me and my friend walked home. And um, I told mom, I said, mom, hey, this guy, I, this, we said hi to this elderly man. And we just, you know, I told him what he said to us. She immediately had this like panic look on her face. She got on the phone. She called dad. I didn't even know what she said. Within 10 minutes, my dad was at this man's house. <laughs> I'm telling you. And I have no idea what my dad said. But I can guarantee you it was probably to the effect of don't you dare look or talk to my daughter or my kids ever again. And so right then and there, I didn't know. I, seriously, I didn't even know what he was saying. But my dad knew what he was saying, and he dealt with the situation. And I just remember thinking, wow, I mean, my dad's going to be there for us, you know. My dad demonstrated his love for me over and over again and for all of his kids throughout our life. And I never wondered, you know, am I going to have a car? Am I going to have gas to put in my car? Am I going to have lunch money? Am I going to have food to eat? I knew that my dad was going to provide for me. And this is why I'm bringing all this around. You know, you can have grow up with an abusive father. You can grow up with a... a um, a godly father who's going to protect you. But let me hear, let you understand this. It, it, if my earthly father would, have, would do that, how much more, how much more, how much more would my heavenly father do that for me? And so, so, so much more. We have made, I believe myself included, we have made God too small in our own eyes. God is a big God. And he cares more for you than you can even imagine. He cares more for you than you can care for you. Matthew 7, 9 says this, Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? That's the kind of heavenly Father that we have. It's a much more God, much more Father. 
I have a niece, and her name is Ella, and I'm going to put a picture of her up here. They're going to throw a picture of Ella. Oh, my goodness, <laughs> Richie. <laughs> that was not the picture I picked. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> you are hilarious. <laughs> I, to I picked a totally different, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I guess my son wanted to be in part of this <laughs> message, too. <laughs> okay. Well, Ella has taught me a lot about being loved and receiving love and the confidence that comes from knowing how perfectly loved you really are. Now, all of our kids, are they are really totally loved. Ella, just there's just something about her that she just knows how to receive love and she knows how to give it so well. And I want to kind of give her as an example this morning. Ella is the fourth child of my, of my sister's kids, and she's got three boys and Ella. And she is not the only girl, but she's the only girl that lives here. So we love getting to just have fun with her and do girly things with her. And everybody in the whole family adores her. And Ella is loved in such a way that she has no doubt whatsoever that she is so perfectly loved. She is very confident in how perfectly she's loved, in fact. Especially with her Mima and Papa. Um, and you might think this would make her mean or bossy or sassy or unthankful or selfish, but it's actually quite the opposite. And she's not perfect. She is just a little girl, but she is so sweet. She is thankful. She's thoughtful of others. She's sweet and she's kind and she's bold and she's loving. Every time it's somebody's birthday, she's like, she makes them, she goes and makes them a special card. This is not like just stick figure cards. This is like, we're going to take some time to draw a picture and color it, and she'll try to make it look like who you are, and she'll make it relevant. She'll even try to match your clothes in the picture, and she's really cool about doing that. Well, Ella was at Mima and Papa's house a couple of months ago, and she was just talking to Mima, and she was like, Mima, I really am getting bored here. I think I might need a trampoline at your house, or I need something at your house, and I really don't know for sure if this is totally how the story goes, but I just know that she was talking to Mima and Papa, and they were discussing that they might need some more play equipment at her, their house. And so before you know it, Mima is on the computer looking at trampolines. Meemaw buys a trampoline and Papa, and they set it up at their house, and they enjoy it, and then Papa decides he doesn't want to have to mow around it, and it decides it shows up at Lori and Neil's house. <laughs> but Ella is not afraid to ask. Papa was also handing, um, a couple weeks ago, we went to Youth America, and my mom, my sister, and um, Pastor Brooke all they came down for a couple of nights. My dad was giving Ella, give, giving my mom some money um, for the trip, some cash. And Ella walks up to my dad and says, where's my money, Papa? And then my sister goes, where's my money, Papa? <laughs> Ella got $5. Lori got 20 I got home last week. I was like, Papa, where's my money? And he just laughed. I got no money. Well, and I would actually have my dad and my sister and Ella up here today as an example because I was going to talk to them, but they're actually in Florida, and the reason they're there, well, Ella had talked to Mima and Papa, and she said, you know what? I want to go everywhere Mima has gone. I want to travel everywhere Mima's traveled. My, my dad decided that was going to get really expensive, so he decided just to start taking her <laughs> 
they decided just to start taking her on trips with them. So she's actually in Florida with my parents this weekend with my brother, um, with their family. So it's just amazing to me. What am I saying by all this? When you know how perfectly you're, you're loved, you are not afraid to go boldly into the throne room and talk to God about anything and everything. And do you know that God is not intimidated by a big request? He's not intimidated by it. He, in fact, it says, without faith, it's impossible to please God, but he actually loves it. You know, there's a prayer of Jabez, and in the middle of the Old Testament, all of a sudden, there's like all this, like, just crazy, just lineage and stuff, and then all of a sudden, there's Jabez, and he talks about, Lord, would you bless me? Would you increase my tent pegs? He just asked the Lord to bless him. What's so amazing is God loves it when you are bold and you ask God for bold, big things. He's not intimidated by that. In fact, he is moved by our faith, not by our need. God wants you to be bold and ask him for big things. And you do that when you know how perfectly you're loved because you're not intimidated and you're not afraid. Because who's going to reject you? God's not going to reject you. Now, he's going to give us what we need, not always what we want. There's nothing that is too big for our God to handle. And although you may not fully understand what's happening around you or why you've had to walk through the things that you've had to, you know that you are confident in Christ's love for you. You know, there's a lot of things I can say in my life that I don't understand. I don't understand why we lost two sisters and a mom to cancer. How can that, how can that even be something that you can wrap your mind around? It's just not right. Something's not right about that. I can't understand it, but I tell you what, I've decided I don't, try, I don't put my faith and trust in the situation. I put my faith and trust in Christ because he will never leave me and he will never forsake me. And there are bigger things that we don't understand that God knows so much more about than we do. Romans eight thirty five through 39 says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors. Through him who loved us, we are more than conquerors. For I am convinced. Think about that. I'm convinced. I'm convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither present, nor the future, nor any powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. He's saying nothing can separate you from the love of God. Death, life, persecutions, trials, nothing can separate you from his love. It's a perfect love. It's an unconditional love. Why do we think God would withhold from us or withhold anything from us when he already gave us the most valuable, extravagant, most precious gift that he had to give us, his son? He's not going to withhold from you if he's already given you the thing that cost him the most, the thing that was the most valuable, most prized possession. He is not going to withhold from you. He is a giver. He's not a taker. He's the giver of life, and it's life that's to the full in abundance and overflowing. In worship, we sing songs about uh, that we tell the Lord that we love him and how we adore him. And it's a little strange or we feel a little bit uncomfortable sometimes when we uh, see lyrics or we sing lyrics that are speaking about Jesus' love over us. 
Because we want to be the one giving out the love instead of receiving the love. We are good at giving or speaking love out to the Father, but how have we ever, what do we think when we say, uh, Lord, we love you, or we're comfortable saying we love you, we adore you, we bless you, we honor you, you're beautiful, and, and we actually really need to do that. We want to do that. But what about saying to the Lord, Lord, I receive your love in my life today. Lord, thank you for loving me so perfectly, even in my sin. You love me. Lord, fill me up with your love. It's a little bit uncomfortable, and we can feel like we're being selfish, or we can feel unworthy about saying those things, but God loves it when we do. And over the past year, we've been introducing a lot of new songs, and one of those we sang this morning, Sinking Deep, Your Love So Deep, It Washes Over Me. Your face is all I seek. You're my everything. Man, that's what we're, our hearts cry is, Lord, let your love wash over us this morning. Do you know that the Lord sings, actually sings over you? Zephaniah 3.17 says this, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he'll, he will rejoice over you with singing. The Lord rejoices over you with singing. Think about that for a minute. Man, he's, he's looking at you, and all of a sudden, he bursts into a song, and it's all about you. He's thinking, man, I should love that girl. <laughs> Seriously, we got to think about God is not just a God that sits up on a throne looking all stoic all day. The Lord wants to dance with you and celebrate over you. The father and the father uh, and the prodigal son, he threw a big party for his son. He says he made music. There was music and dancing. And I guarantee you, the father wasn't standing over in a corner watching him dance. The father was in the presence of his son, and he was dancing right along with him. And they're just having a good time, enjoying each other's presence. It wasn't a one-way thing. He, there was music and there was dancing. So God dances with you. He wants to dance with you. And I know it's hard for us to like see God that way. But I want to encourage you to start seeing and envisioning God as one who is fun to be with. God wants to be your father. Not just in name only, but your Abba Father. Your Daddy God. When I talk to my dad, I don't go up to him and say, Oh, Father, I'd like to speak to you today about something. I call him Dad or Daddy. I want to talk to you. Do you have a second? I want to ask you today, will you let God love you? Will you let him put the robe on your back like the father, son, the father in the prodigal son story did? Put a robe on his back. Will you let him put a ring on your hand? Will you let him put sandals on your feet? You know, Jesus described that when he was um, on earth and the night that he was betrayed, he washed the disciples' feet. And if you've ever had your feet washed, it's a pretty, it's hard to have somebody do that for you. You don't want people really touching your feet. Um, but you sit there, Jesus washed his disciples' feet. He came as a servant leader, our servant God. Will you let the Father lavishly, extravagantly, abundantly, unconditionally love you today? He's running after you. His love is chasing you down. And even if you reject him, his love will only continue to run after you. You will never be able to hide as much as you may try to hide from his unconditional love. You cannot do it. 
Um, in closing, I want to read this psalm, and it's kind of a lengthy psalm, but I want you to think about it in light of what God is in your life. Think about how, um, how much he thinks about you. David said it best in Psalm 139, 17 through 18. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you're there. If I go down to the grave, you're there. If I ride on the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night, but even in that darkness, I cannot hide from you. To you, night shines as bright as day, and darkness and light are the same to you. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous, how well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was ever born. Every day of my life was laid out before me a single before a single day had even passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O oh God. They cannot even be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of the sand. I wake up and you're with me. As we think about that, I know sometimes we can feel like in a sea of so many people of the world, does God really know who I am? God knows exactly who you are. He formed you in your mother's womb, and he knows every little detail about your life. Your entire life is already laid out, and he knows everything about you. This last little bit of the scripture really stuck out to me. It says, how precious are your thoughts about me, O God? They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They're as many as the grains of the sand. They're more than that. Well, how many times have we thought about God thinking about us in a negative way? God's disappointed with me. God's upset with me. I'm never going to do, I'm never going to measure up. I'm always going to be a failure. No, it says his thoughts about you are precious thoughts. And if he's thinking about, if there's so many of them that there are more than the grains of sand, he's thought about you a whole lot. Every single moment of every single day, you brush your hair, you lose a few hairs, he knows that. He knows every detail of your life. I want the Lord, I just felt like the Lord wanted you to know this morning. He wants to father you. That's why we actually did that song this weekend, today. As I felt like this is really what we need, worship team, if you guys will go ahead and come up. I just, I, I want us just to take a moment, and I want us to give, it, give an opportunity for us just to, first of all, you cannot be fathered if you don't have Christ in your life, right? I want to give you an opportunity right now. Let's just everybody bow your head and close your eyes for just a moment. This has been a presentation of Amarillo Fellowship a community dedicated to spreading the love and hope of Christ. For more information and other podcasts, visit AmarilloFellowship.com.